Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone takes the lead in the Kilmore. Crone draws clean out from Mizzy. It's a Queensland victory. Crone beat Mizzy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Season 4 of the Mock Sports Presents, the Quaddy Potty. My name is Mitchell Cashmore and as always, joined by Nick Highland. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Good. Ready to get back into it. Happy that autumn's here. Here we go. Yes, 10 big episodes coming your way, punters, and it's, it's actually good to catch up, Nick. We haven't seen each other in a while. You've been off in the middle of the ocean for the last two weeks. Yeah, I was on an 11-day cruise with, um, with the boys. Um, I've gotten a bit more tanned. So I'm pretty happy about that. But yeah, it's just been an 11 day bender. Um, not much sleep over the last couple of days, but we live and we learn, we rip and we tear and uh, we're back into it. So yes. part of the experience. Talking about ripping and tearing, did you uh, rip into any bets over the summer since the Magic Moons Day when we last caught up? Uh, not really, to be honest. I've just been um, a couple of BBL bets here or there that have been up on our Dabble account. Um, but other than that, just been been pretty quiet to be honest the last 11 days i haven't had any reception to do any punting or even look at the races from last weekend so i've only just um just gotten back and came pretty much straight here after i had a quick nap because i've had no sleep over last night so um but yeah keen to get into some punting coming into the next 10 weeks like you said the autumn carnival it's a big carnival a lot of good horses coming back this week as well so it's pretty pretty exciting so a bit more money going into it from here Yeah, uh, when it comes to summer punting, those who follow my weekly rundowns on www.themocksports.com.au, there will be one up this week as well, so go check it out. Um, Gee, it's been frustrating, to say the least. Uh, I've had about the exact same amount of wins as there's been Fred again tickets, and that's not that many. Yeah, saying that's that. it, that's it. If you're, if you're aware of the situation with Fred again tickets, you know that's not that many. I've been getting lots of seconds, lots of thirds, but uh, yeah, it's been absolutely crazy. Just quickly, I know we're a racing podcast, but I just want to touch on the phenomenon that has been Fred again. Like, you introduced him to me over Christmas, had no idea who this bloke is, and apparently he is just, like, the most popular thing in Australia right now. I don't get it. Please nice. explain it to me. Crazy, he's so talented. Uh, he's got some good music. I've been listening to him. We got introduced to him maybe a couple months back after after his boiler room set in in London really blew up. And um, it was yeah, he's a freak. I love him. It's 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 awesome. I, I actually got some tickets. Um, I had to get rid of them and offload them because I was on my cruise, which is pretty upsetting. But heartbreaking. Um, yeah, part of the parcel. But um, yeah, he's pretty talented. Nah, genuinely. The, the reason I bring him up is I do have a theory to link him back to racing. I mean, I feel like it only takes one person in the racing New South Wales marketing department to show Peter Volandis just how crazy this hype is around him. Like, you had thousands of people running around the city trying to find the secret ticket drops that he was doing for his shows. If he wants 80,000 people at the Everest, get Fred again to play. Honestly... Can you imagine Fred again playing the Everest? You'll have 50,000 people there from last year to watch the races and you'll have 30,000 people there just to watch Fred again yeah. do his set afterwards. Yeah, it'd be crazy. I don't know I don't know how they'd be able to get that done. But um, well, I mean, think about it. I, I'll put some research in. They've had... Peking Duck was last year. Yeah, I remember that. Which but is... Peking, a, but Peking Duck's a, a local. Yeah, true. First of all. But 
their first ever Everest because they didn't have a few years in there with COVID. Yeah. First ever Everest was headlined by Jason Derulo, and he's clearly a, probably a bigger name than Fred again. So if they manage to snag him, I don't know. I I, I, don't, I don't mind that that comment to be honest because Fred again's probably it's something that oldies probably wouldn't understand. I can I can see the outrage that would come if Fred again played at the Everest or something like that because all the oldies and all the traditionalists would be like, "What the heck is this music? What are we listening to?" But it's 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 the new era, it's the new age, it's the new music everyone loves. Um, a lot of people love anyway. Um, I definitely think it's not a bad idea. And if Pete ever get if we get ever get a hold of Pete, we should we should open his eyes into this. Uh. I just I don't know. I just think because Pete wants the young people at the races, and Fred again seems to have <coughs> fallen in love with Australia and has seen how popular he is here, and has clearly gone, wow, probably shouldn't have booked a venue that only lets like three thousand people in the door because I. Could like, I know he prefers a smaller concert, but I'm just putting it out there. Fred again for the Everest, make it happen. Yeah, 100%. But um, apart from that, Nick, of course, you have your stable of horses. We said we were going to make it a regular little update segment. So please, tell us about your stable. Uh, yeah, so I haven't been all over it for the last 11 days. Obviously, we get emails pretty much every day. Um, yeah, like six or seven emails about all of our different horses a day. So I've missed the last 11 days. As I said, I had no reception, no Wi-Fi, no nothing um, the last couple of days. But um, I had a look today. Obviously, we had Cheerful Legend run over it in the midway at Rose Hill um, two weeks back and came second place. So yes, had very a pretty, good run. Pretty good run, but um, pretty disappointing not to not to snag the win there. But um, the week prior to that, had the win, which let it get into the, into the midway. So can't complain with that. Um, a lot of our other horses are just getting into the pre-work and stuff and just starting to get get their um, their legs moving and stuff like that. So hopefully we can start seeing them in spring, I, I'd say. But um, I don't know, you might see one or two jump out in the next couple of weeks. Lovely stuff. We'll keep you updated, punters. So time for the listener questions, as always. If you want to shout out on the podcast, send us in a question. We've got three here. Uh, Lachlan Howard asked, is In Secret and Animo the multi of the spring, Cashy? Well, Gives first it... of all, it's autumn. No, nah, I know what he's talking about. <laughs> Gives me flashbacks. Gives me very bad flashbacks to when I labelled Animo and Nature Strip the multi of the spring. And he's making fun of me because both of them lost. And I called it better than bank interest. And the TikTok went to town on me, basically. They called yeah. me the worst punter ever. They called me... They basically labelled me an imbecile who shouldn't have a podcast for punting if I'm tipping something like that. But uh, you live and you learn. Look, I'm not going to say it's the multi of the spring, uh, multi of the autumn, but uh, it's a good chance to get up, I reckon. What do you reckon? Oh, I, I don't know. I, it's, I wouldn't be putting money on it, to be honest. It's such a, such, such a short multi. I just, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. And we'll talk about it a bit later where... Um, bring back an old seg- an old segment, and um, we go in a, a bit about animo and um, how we feel. So, but um, I don't think it's that safe. I think it's a good chance, but it's not worth loading your money on that. There's better options throughout the day. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, the Irish Aussie asks if Incentivise does indeed return. He keeps getting these injury setbacks. The, uh, the the date now is I think late autumn. I think if not, he'll be in the Brisbane Carnival. If not, spring. If not, probably retired. But Irish Aussie asked, if he does indeed return, will he be at his best? It's a tough one. Definitely is. I don't think any horse is the same after an injury. It always has a setback. And if they do come back better, it's usually a very, very good horse. And Incentivise has had a lot of talent. Um, obviously, the Caulfield Cup. Um, was it the Cox Plate? Sorry. 
Uh, no, won the Caulfield Cup. Co- yeah, Caulfield Cup. Um, and then obviously second place in the in the Melbourne Cup. Um, it's a very elegant. So it's a, it's a very talented horse. Will it be at that same? It's hard to say. I'd say probably not. Um, but I'd love to see that at its best. I'd love to see that horse run at its best, honestly. I think, I think uh, it's tough. I think they should just pull the pin on it. It's been out for now a year and a half, potentially going to be going on two years. Uh, I'm, is Incentivizer gelding? I'm not sure. I think he is. So you can't actually, you know what? If it's a gelding, you keep him racing because you can't breed with it. Otherwise, I would have said pull the pin, send him to the breeding barn. But I don't know. I don't think he's going to be at his best. Hopefully he is. Group ones, maybe. He'll definitely probably come back and he'll uh, win a few listed stakes races. But if he's going to be up there with the likes of the I'm Thunderstrucks and the Animos, remains to be seen. But I look forward to it and seeing him go head-to-head there. Hopefully Queen Elizabeth Stakes will be a red-hot race there. And uh, finally, Uncle Camo asks, how many races does Giga Kick win this autumn? Uh, just to go back, yeah, six-year-old gelding. Yeah, gelding. So, so, yeah, keep it racing if it's not able to be bred from. But, um, <coughs> so, yeah, Giga Kick. I hope none. Yeah, I, know I can't stand I know you. you say, I know you say that. I, uh, I don't know. It's a tough one as well. It's um. I reckon it. I reckon he'll at least win one. I'm gonna put it out there. Put it down there. Well, I think it'll one. it'll be one of three because I believe the camp said that they're only gonna give it three runs this prep. Yeah. Three, so four max. one from three. I reckon it'll go. But happy to see it win. Nothing. Nothing against the horse. Unlike you. Uh, I hold grudges. I'm never forgiving it for ruining my Everest day 2022. Uh, should not have won that race But we, we move on um, So Nick, punt of the future It's been a great segment on both our website and our YouTube So make sure to head there, punters It's where I go through my weekly futures bets I've already had a few Some have shortened in the market, some have blown out But I think I've gotten an edge on the market so far Let's see if you can do the same One horse you think wins a group one this autumn I'm going to go for some very biased things Yeah I'm going to go with Agave my, my horse, mate. I'm gonna put it out there. Let's see, let's see how it goes. But how how does it possibly win one when there's only the blue diamond and the golden? Actually, not true. There yeah. are more two-year-old Group Ones after the slipper, so it'll need to come later on in the autumn. But it'll yeah. be hard to. It'll they don't hard, usually make the field. I'm gonna give it a go. Put my put my name out there. So we'll have a go. Who, right. who are you thinking, mate? Um, I reckon Private Eye on a sprint. I reckon new market handicap. Everyone's saying in secrets are moral there, but because it, it'll be carrying like six kilos less. But Private Eye absolutely smoked them down the Flemington Strait last time it was there. I remember you were at the race with me in Sydney. You loaded it. It got up, and it just absolutely obliterated them. And it's going to probably be a very similar field come new market handicap. So that's probably my futures tip for the autumn. And uh, last question before we go in. Who's your top seed for the slipper right now? As of this moment, who's your top seed? Uh, I'm going to stick with Platinum Jubilee, I think. Yeah? It makes me a bit more confident that um, she didn't win the Magic Millions because you don't see that a horse go on to do that, I think. It'd take more out of the um, out of the Magic Millions. The run? Yeah. Better for the run? Better for the run to go into the to the slipper. And um, it's a bit of bias there as well because I do have it in the future markets. So do I. I have Empire of Japan in the futures market. I'm not riding Empire of Japan off. I think it's one of the top six, eight chances. But I think he's more of a... After that uh, Magic Moons run, I think he's more of a 1,400 metre plus. I think he's a moral for the Golden Rose in spring. <coughs> Just putting that out there. That little cheeky, very long-term futures bet. Um, 
But I think out of all of them, if it's not Platinum Jubilee, I would think Don Corleone, and I'll get into how impressive he has been in race one because, of course, he's going to be racing at Randwick. And while we're on that, do you want to head to the rundown, Nick? Yeah, we get straight into it, mate. You give us the track report. Uh, but first, of course, we have to give a shout-out to our good friends at Dabble. Of course, you know the drill by now, punters. We're on Dabble, the app. Aussie-owned bookies, absolutely changing the game of gambling, isn't it, Nick? Yeah, 100%. Um, so easy to bet on these days. All you have to do is we tip everything that you hear on this podcast or anything else that we put out during the week. It's on our account. You click the copy bet feature that's on our account, and it goes straight into your bet slip. And then all you have to do is put your own stake in that you want to you wanna bet with and then hopefully we can win you some money. So that's how good it is and that's how unique they are at Dabble and they take care of you really well. 100%, especially with your Nico's multi of the week. Not one has won yet, but you're becoming very close. But the, uh, the best thing about them, copy the full multi into your bet slip. You don't have to go find all the markets yourself. If you want to bet with another bookie, you can go find all of Nick's legs, but you can go straight to Dabble, press copy, it's all there for you. So join the 16,000-plus punters that are following at the Mock Sports on the app. Start winning with us this autumn carnival. Click the link in the show notes or when signing up, use the code the Mock Sports to let them know we sent you. So now, track report time for Randwick. The weather is forecast for some rain in the lead-up to Saturday. Uh, it should be soft five, soft six at worst if all of that rain does come down, but it's going to be very hot tomorrow, very hot on Saturday, so I do think we'll get to a good four-track eventually. Uh, Rail's in the true position, so every horse should get its chance, leader or backmarker-wise. So we head into it. Race one at the 1,100-metre mark, the race for the two-year-olds. As I mentioned, uh, Don Corleone is probably my top seed for the slipper at the moment. A very classy horse. Impressed me all the way back at those juvenile trials back in September. Uh, but I regret not having it first up because I believe it was going against uh, Coincide, I think. I don't know, a horse that had had the race fitness that I thought was going to give it the edge, but it needed no race fitness edge. It was able to run first up, absolutely obliterated them. Uh, very, very good, very classy. Reminds me a bit of Stay Inside, who I believe it's half-brother to as well. Won the same race first up that Stay Inside won before going onto the slipper. So $1.65, though, is not a price that I take lightly on any horse, let alone a two-year-old. So I won't be betting on Don Corleone, but it should be winning. If punters... Any race this weekend that you shouldn't be betting on, it's these two-year-olds because it is a lucky dip sometimes. But I think King's Gambit coming out of the race, it's Don Corleone's to lose. $1.65 is nuts. Hopefully it drifts out to the $2 mark, so I will have a cheeky little bet. But Don Corleone should be winning the first. Fair enough, man. I'm going to go with Empress of Wonder here with uh, Ryan Maloney. Um, fourth barrier, like you said, everyone's got a chance from any of the barriers as the barriers in the true position. Six dollars fifty for the win. Came seventh in the in the Magic Millions, only three lengths off the winner, Skirt the Law. So it's pretty good form to read off. Um, and I'm going to give her a chance here, Empress of Wonder. Fair enough, mate. Take us to the highway. Highway race number two at the eighteen hundred meters. King of Spades is your favourite. Uh, Hannah Williams claims three kilos. On that, so $4.40 for your favourite there. But I'm going to keep it pretty simple here. I'm going with something, a little bit of value, probably one of my roughest tips of the day. I'm going to go Spitfire here with Dill Gibbons, our boy on top. Uh, $23 for the win and $6.50 for a place. Um, so only going to be carrying 53 kilos on the back with a two kilo claim. Two second place, finishes last two starts over at Canberra and Gosford. 
and um, looks pretty nice with a win before that at Albury. So I'm going to go with <coughs> Spitfire here in the second in the highway. Yeah, Will Cashmore will be happy with you when he was planning on filling in for you since you were out in the middle of the ocean. That was actually his tip, so he'll be very happy with that. Uh, Maybe look, I should change it then. <laughs> look, uh, I'm not usually on the favourite in the highway, but King of Spades just never puts in a bad run. You know he's ultra consistent, will park himself on the speed. He'll be right in it to the finish. I have been on him twice before, both times he has been in the lead and then he's been nailed in a photo finish on the line. This time, I'm hoping he can extend, get me that win that I've been chasing. I'm not hopping off him because I know as soon as I hop off him, he'll get a win. $4.40, like I said, don't usually like going the favourite in the highway, but I think King of Spades gets the chockies. As we go to race three, the midway, it's a pretty average midway, and that's why I think a horse that is coming off a maiden victory can get the win here in our Kobe Sun. Uh, barrier is slight concern, but like I said, every horse should get its chance. It just needs to get over and get some cover. Rachel King can push up. Get the cover, like I said. Get on the speed. Should be fine, I reckon. Ran on really, really well to win on debut. The clock reflects reflects, sorry, that it is a good horse in the making. They have come straight to the midway race against the older horses. And usually, horses don't make that jump very well. But Passa Giada did, and that's a horse that I respect very highly. And it proved that you can make that jump straight away off a debut run than going straight to the city. So $5.50 to win, $2.15. Our Kobe son each way in the midway for me. Yeah, I'm going to go with Headwall here, $7 for the win, $2.50 for a place. Two wins on the trot so far and also a win and a trial at Hawkesbury a couple of weeks back. So, yeah, it looks pretty nice for me. But, yeah, like you said, midway, it's pretty tough. A lot of, lot of tough races this weekend, but a lot of good horses coming into the back back half of the card. Head over to race four, 1,600-metre, million-dollar English pink bonus benchmark, 88. Uh, you've got a couple of good horses here. You've got three that I think are really on top of it. Um, Bazooka, lay better the century over here. Matt Melching, <laughs> all my mates that uh, follow this horse, own this horse, lay bet, please. Will Mitchell. Uh, Will Mitchell, lay bet. Um, but I'm going to go Bob Mac, J-Mac on board, $6.50, $2.30 for a place. One last start at Rose Hill um, pretty easily, just by half a length, and it, and it really hit the line pretty well, so I was pretty happy with that. But, yeah, it's going to be Bold Mac with me, J-Mac, Waller combo. Let's get on it. Race number four. Lovely. I'll be on Major Artie here. It was very hard done by last start. I don't want to jump off him because of it. He was challenged for the lead by a horse that doesn't usually lead, which meant the tempo was all wrong, and he just got put off and ran out of puff. Back to the mile here, which he's undefeated at. He'll be in it for a long way, and I think he gets the win he deserved last start at $3.70. Very nice. Head over to race five, mate. Um, look, 1,200 metre mark here. I'm not touching Espiona with a 10-foot pole. If she wins, it can be without my money. I wish her the best of luck, but she has done nothing but waste my money in the past, so I shall not be wasting it again. I'm going to be with Quantico if if, and only if we're on a dry deck by the time we get to this race, as he cannot go in the wet. I don't think he'd even win a maiden at Ipswich over 800 metres if it was wet. So if it's dry, I'll go Quantico, $5.50 to win, $2 to place, who seems to be in for a big prep. His trials and track work have been very, very good. Indicates that he's in for a big run here. But if the race arrives and it is wet, it is that soft six that I talked about earlier, uh, I'll go with Gravina, who froths the soft at $5. So a little bit of a double play in that race, but I'm confident that one of those two gets the chockies there, especially when both of them are each way odds. So Nick, what are your thoughts? Yeah, this is honestly my favourite race of the day, to be honest. You've got really? Quantico, Gravina, Mr. Mozart and Espiona all going to be in the top four, I reckon, and it's going to be a good race. Mate, just wait for the 10th. That's a mock central. Yeah, so I'm going to go Mr. Mozart. So $5.50 for the win, $1.90 for the place, so just out of your age way odds. Um, 
like I said, it's got pretty good form on all for all surfaces. Probably good tracks, probably it's worse, but um, I'm, I'm having a good chance. It's going to stay a bit soft. Got a bit of rain today. Hopefully a bit more comes as well. So Mr. Mozart for me in race number five. As we head over to race number six, the- That's a tip-off. Oh, no, sorry. So we skip race so number skip six. race seven. Oh, six. sorry, race six into race seven. You got a race seven, 1,200-meter mark. This one's interesting because I was on Zoo Gotcha before the scratching came in because J-Mac jumped off in secret, confident that Zoo Gotcha was going to get it. Now we've got a J-Mac-less two-year-old race. In secret has Nash on it for the first time. Very interesting. Dollar eighty-five. Is that a price you want to be taking on in secret? No, it's not. It's going to win, but I can't be putting money on this. I'd rather play exotics on this race than try and play a $1.85 horse that is yet to prove itself fully. And what's what's the exotic play then? Um, play a trifecta with in secret Fireburn and Sunshine in Paris. I think that's a pretty good one. I know it's probably like the... Th- three best chances i know you don't particularly like fire fireburn but <coughs> i just don't think a dollar 85 for this horse if it gets up to the two dollar mark two dollar ten you could probably convince me but a dollar 85 i don't know i'm just not not as confident on it look uh i reckon it wins it'll should be, win it'll should be my win. tip but like i said won't be betting on it should win but it's too much risk for reward. My exotic play would probably be North Star Lass in secret. Madame Pomery, Trifecta, for a bit of value there. I know you said I don't like Fireburn. I will admit. I'll admit when I'm wrong. Trialed very, very good the other day. But it still needs to come back and race well to prove that when I said that it was going to be one of those golden slipper winners that went on and did nothing. Um, Just also want to mention North Star Lass. Comes out of trial, beating Animo. Do we? Do you look into that at all? No, because I was there live for this trial at yep. Rose Hill. I watched it, and I was blown away by the fact that North Star Lash just kept running like it was an actual race. I think it forgot that it was a trial because Animo was just cruising. He was jogging. Yeah. He was jogging along. He was having a trial. North Star Lash goes, nah. Gets stuck into it. Like, didn't, I don't think he whipped it. It's a trial. But, like, really getting into it to try and beat him and ends up beating him. But, if anything, it made Animo look better. That Animo was able to keep up with this pretty good sprinter for the three-year-old just just going about his business. So, the, the trial I liked because of the pace it was able to show, but not because it beat Animo. But that's why I think North Star Lass, I think, places here. Timmy Clark will take it straight to the front from that two-year-old, the two-year-old, the second barrier. And I think he will be the, sorry, geez, she will be the one that they have to run down, but in secret surely comes over the top. Fair enough. We'll get into race number eight. You've got the 1,400 Tabapolo Stakes. Great race, this one, going into the autumn carnival, like we said. Um, really top horse in the country right now. I don't yeah. know, seventy favourite. Mate, it is a group one field for a group two race. It is incredible. Yeah, it's amazing. It's a it's a great great race. This one, um, I have to say, Animo is going to win. I, I I don't think it it'll lose. But um, yeah, a dollar seventy for a horse that it's the same thing for the um, 
what race was it? Was it the Champion Stakes where it came fourth? Yes. Yeah, the Champion Stakes paying $2.35. Same thing can happen. I've always said it. It's a great horse, but I just don't like getting on horses that are paying under $2. If you, if you think it's going to win, by all means, but the risk-to-reward ratio is not where I want to be by putting my money in loading on a $2 horse and losing money. We've been in that position as well. We've been by Animo. A perfect example when it came forth last start. He's one of those horses that sometimes just decides not to rock up and you can just tell, like, when he's going around the bend and you're like, ah, he hasn't shown up today. I think that's literally the only times he hasn't placed in his career, that would be the excuse. He hasn't rocked up. He's just like, nah, not today. But 21 starts. He's been in the money 18 times. Arguably. The best horse in the world, arguably. Exactly. He's almost been confirmed to go to Europe and try and prove that yeah. over in Europe before he gets retired and goes to stud for a very healthy price. But I think I'll just say this about the race. The bod, El Bodegon, massive danger here, but Animo wins. Animo is a horse that you can't tip against. It's like, like I'm not saying it's Winks, but like no form analyst would tip against Winks. No form analyst would tip against Nature Strip in his prime, like no, almost every form analyst tip nature chip in the Everest because how good he looked. That's just you know common sense. Common sense here says the be, um the tip is Animo. Will I be betting on him unless he gets over two dollars, which I don't think he will? No. But if he if you want to put him in a multi, go ahead. Yeah, the way we the way we're putting it, punters, is Animo wins. Our money won't be there because we don't personally like to put our money on the line for a short price like this we'd rather look for a better price and get more money that way but if you're a type of punter that likes to get on the short prices because you think you like the confidence in the horse then by all means i think animo should win this race 100 percent. well we'll move on to the ninth now 1200 meter mark here and uh i'm going wider the market here that's liking norwegian bliss which is fair enough but never miss the quinella Swats that's also very much supported in the market. That's a that's a black booker. I'll, I'll hate it if it gets up because of the saying, you know, always back your black bookers, but I'm not on it. I'm actually on Kerr Royale. One of the few wins that I did get over the summer was on Kerr Royale. Um, very good horse. I think by this time we should be on a good track, which it just thrives. Uh, only ever had one run on the soft where it came third and a pretty good run as well. Loves this distance. Absolutely ready to peak here. I think he's in for a big run. Willie Pike comes back from Ascot, is back in Sydney, hopefully gets his first win back here. $8 to win, $2.50 each way. Good value in the ninth here with Kurt Royale. What are your thoughts, Nick? Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with Swats at. Like you said, it's been heavily backed. Um, one of my black bookers as well. It's a great um, sprinter. It's, um, it's always been there with September Run and Nature Strip, I think, two years back in the Lightning Stakes. I think it came third, if I'm correct. It could be wrong. Uh, yes. Yeah, um, the September Run, uh, Nature Strip, Swats at. Yeah. 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 So, um, but yeah, great horse. Um, I feel like this is probably a bit of a weaker field for this horse when it's... Um, Definitely face some harder ones. So I'm going to go with Swats that $5.50, $2.05 each way. As we head into the last, keeping it real simple here. So you've got the 1300 benchmark 88, favourite, Waterford. Great horse. I reckon this is one of the best bets of the day. Um, I love this horse. Um, great horse. Champion. Fair enough. Uh, like I said earlier, it's Mock Central, this horse. Uh, not this horse, this race. 
You got much, much better. You got Pizarro. You got Kanazawa. You got Waterford. Those are four horses we're literally on every start. And you're asking us to try and split it and try and find one. But I'm with you. I've got to be on Waterford. Tommy Berry, of course, in suspension realm. We don't know what's going on there. Of course, can't ride Waterford. But We love like you, Tommy. Yes, we love you. We love you, Tommy. Welcome back whenever you come back. But um, it's not like J-Mac's a downgrade. Arguably, J-Mac's an upgrade. Like, J-Mac is an upgrade, but that's not insulting Tommy Berry at all. So, best jockey in the world. On this horse, for the first time, absolutely froths this sort of distance. I can't wait to see it get up to the 1,400, 1,600 metres. First up, flies. We'll be on the dry deck. Flies. I'm not saying it's my best bet of the day, but it's one of my more confident bets of the day. I think Waterford gets up. I think Kanazawa runs second and Pizarro runs third. And if I was a if I was a bold man, I'd put them in order. But I'll box them just to be safe. But I would love to see that exact order come in. But I definitely think Waterford Kanazawa is the quinella there. Kanazawa, great horse. Should have won last start, but absolutely got screwed over by getting stuck in traffic. $9, very much so overs. If you want to play on this race that's not Waterford, if you're not a favourite backer, Kanazawa to place is a great bet at $2.50 in my my opinion. Very nice, mate. So that concludes our rundown of Ramwick. Um, we're going to go into the tip-off now. Play the sting, my friend. Play the sting. Alright mate, before we finish on Randwick with the English Millennium, as we are of course the Sydney Racing Pod, we'll go over to Sandown for the actual Group 1 of the day. First Group 1 of the Autumn Carnival, the 1400 metres CF or stakes at Sandown. Look, I think this one's pretty cut and dry. I think the market knows what the Quinella's going to be. I think it's a Mick Price, Kent Jr. Quinella with Jackano and I'm Thunderstruck, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I don't like Jackano as a favourite. If it gets up, by all means, eat my words. But um, I'm Thunderstruck seems to be the horse that gets around it for me. Jamie Carr, best ho- uh, best jockey down in um, Melbourne. By all means, I'm Thunderstruck. Just looks better and better for me. One of my favourite horses going around. Four dollars forty for a for the win. Um, yeah, it's a great great horse. I reckon it's going to get up. Hundred percent. I'm with you. Age is like a fine wine. This horse. Don't get off him just because his last prep was win fourth, second, second, fifth. He was it chasing was so Animo close. around. Chasing so Animo close. and Alligator Blood around, and those are arguably the two best horses over the mile plus at the moment. So don't he doesn't have to face him here. You get I'm Thunderstruck in clean air. He's much more forward now that he's older. His recent trial was fantastic. I think Jamie jumps, gets cover on, parks himself right on the tail of the speed. Runs over the top of them. I'm Thunderstruck, $4.40 to win. Great bet for mine. Very nice. We head over at Ramwick, race number six, the Inglis Millennium at the 1,100 metres. And, geez, is this not an open race? Yeah, very, very interesting, this one. A lot to unpack. This is basically, like, the this is the, this is the magic millions for Inglis sort of thing. If you don't know how this race works, punters, any horse that was sold by Inglis, the Inglis sale house, uh, this is their big rich race where they get to show all of the horses that have come through their sale ring to promote their sales like the Magic Millions do. Just because it's less prize money and it's uh, less prestigious doesn't make it any more of a big sort of race here. Um, all talented horses 
in their own rights. You've got Favourite Learning to Fly, who came out and absolutely blitzed at last start, but it's in the absolute car park. So I'm not sure if that writes it off for you, Nick, but I'm not sure I want to touch it. You've got Facile, who came out and shattered the clock first up, uh, but ran out of puff. I think it's going to be a pure 1,000-metre horse, that horse. I don't think it's going to run out a strong 1,100 here. So I'm riding it off there. But if it wins, I'll happily eat my words. Perfect proposal, $67. Gee, that's a big price for a horse that can, you know, match it with the best of them, I think. Second uh, Platinum Jubilee in the Jim Crack Stakes. It's not too shabby form to have. Uh, Mexico could run a race. Coincide could run a race. The fact that those horses are at $18 and $51 respectively shows how open of a race this is. But I'm with Kundalini. $7.50 to win, $2.50 to place. Jason Collard on board for the Mayor and Eustace. Uh, the reason? Ran very, very close to Don Corleone first up. I mentioned how impressive that was a run for Don Corleone. Kundalini almost beat it. I'm massive on those sort of things. And just showed to be... Very, very talented in its own right, Kundalini. Should jump nice and clean from that fifth barrier. Should park itself on the speed and it'll be very hard to run past, I reckon. What are your thoughts? I'm going uh, blank to blank here with J-Mac on board. I know it's pulled the absolute car park, but I don't mind it here. Just uh, I'm going to... J-Mac's going to bring this, all, uh, this filly up just behind the pack. Smash through. I'm happy with this. $6 for the win, $2.20 for a place. Blanc to Blanc. Let's watch it happen. Fair enough. Well, that is the first edition of the tip-off for Autumn. I'm going to try and take my punter of the Autumn title back. I'm technically the defending champion of um, punter of the Autumn. I won it last year, but you took uh, punter of the spring. So we're too old. Quite convincingly, may I say. Yeah. Feature races were not my go in the spring. I could tip you the benchmarks all I wanted, but the feature races, geez, I just kept coming second and third. Just it's a curse. It. Just don't get it's racing. I'll have to prove it then. I'll have to prove it and win the punt to punter of the autumn. Um, well, Nick, we move on here from the tip-off to around the grounds where we go around the country, find some bets around the country that we like other than Sydney. Have you found any? Yeah, I've got my first one. Doomed in race four, uh, number five, I believe. Sorry. Uh, number eight, sorry, Rogue Rocker. Um, yeah, $5.50 for a win. Um, it's in my black book, so put it out there. Savannah Cloud, race nine at Sandown, $7.50 for the win. Um, as well as Hit a Shock, same race, $6.50. So back to Quinella there, please, punters. Um, I reckon that's a good one to go off because those two are great horses running around at the moment. Hit a shock in Savannah Cloud. Quinella, but I reckon Savannah Cloud takes the takes the chocolates. Fair enough. I've got Sandown Race 3, Barber at $3.60. Very talented two-year-old that should be taking the Blue Diamond prelude there. Uh, Sandown Race 6, Marine 1 returns after a full year on the shelf. Won this race last year and then went to a uh, lengthy... Stint on the sidelines, $10 to win, $3 to place on its day. Very, very good horse. If it's returned, the same horse, I think massive over the odds there. Sandown Race 8, Sunshine Rising, $4.80, ex-Hong Kong horse that is flying without winning in Australia here. Last start was in the Festival Stakes and was very close to winning. With I think he came seventh, but sectionals were very, very good. It's just a big field, just got bogged down. I think comes out here and wins this one. And, of course, we move into the quaddy. I think we can say it, Nick. Spring quaddies, not our go. But if last year's anything to go off, autumn quaddies is where we thrive. 
100% mate So race number 7 We've got In Secret North Star Last Fire Berm And Madame Pomery Race 8 we got The Champ Animo El Bodegon And Ice Bath Race 9 we got Kuro Royale Norwegian Bliss What's that Pokere Kare Race 10 we got Kanazawa Waterford Pizarro And Vernelli $50 will get you 26.5% of that quaddy And hopefully You know If In Secret and Animo Win those first two races Hopefully Our more value horses Win those last two Otherwise it could be a very very skinny quaddy. Um, like you said earlier, we're bringing back an old segment. Back in our the mock racing club days, we used to give our best bet of the day anywhere in the country. Didn't really have to be Sydney, but usually it would be Sydney because that's where we've run down the races. Uh, but our best bet anywhere in the country of Australia, Nick, what is your most confident tip? Who's winning? If you could have one bet all day, who are you going with? Waterford. Waterford's my tip. Best Best of the day. Love that horse. I reckon it's going to win pretty easily. And that's my best of the day. Fair enough, mate. I'm going to have to go with him. The champ, Animo. I reckon first up, jumps, parks himself right behind the leaders, runs over the top of them, just like he did first up in the wing stakes in spring. Very, very good run. I think it'll be rinse and repeat here. Godolphin seemed to think he is just one of the best horses to come through their stable in a long time. And that's a pretty good, you know, thing to say when it comes to Godolphin. They have a new star come in every year. Like in Secrets, there's, Aft Cabins, there's, Golden Miles, there. Those four are all elite horses in their own right, and they're all racing at the same time. So think about all the horses that have come through the Godolphin stables over the years. For them to say that Animo is one of the best, it's massive props, and I think he is. So Animo has to be my best bet. And we're going to be keeping track of these as well. We're going to make sure we keep track. You know, we've got punter of the autumn but we'll see who's landing the most best bets as well so keep track with them at our instagram our facebook our tiktok all over the socials at the mock sports wherever you want to get them to follow our best bets every week and nick one final segment we're going to add again we're going to do a little bit of fun we're going to take ten dollars you can take fifty dollars a hundred dollars whatever you want punters but we're going to start with ten personally and hopefully we're going to take it to the absolute moon turn it into like a thousand dollars or whatever see how far we can take it this autumn we're going to let it ride. We're going to put the first bet on, take that profit, put it on the week after, take that profit, put it on the week after, let it ride all autumn, see how far we can take it. Nick, what's our first bet? Our first bet for the let it ride is I'm Thunderstruck as a place, $1.75 sitting at the moment to so get on it as soon as you hear this podcast. Otherwise, it will go down. Like we said, I'm Thunderstruck was running against the best horses in spring. You're looking at two under-a-length finishes, under half length finishes behind Animo, who we praise so highly. You've got behind Zaki, all this, only two of the starts out, out of six out of the top three. And this field that um, he's versing this, this weekend is is nothing compared to the spring, in my opinion. 100%. So, um, yeah, more confident for a place here with the consistency with Jamie Carr and I'm Thunderstruck than I am to take a horse for a win that's paying about the same price. I feel like that's the best best bet of the day for a place for the for the price. Exactly right. So we're going to put it on. $10 on will give you a $17.50 payout. $100 on gives you a $175 payout. Whatever your stakes are. We're not stakes buyers here. You put your own stake. We won't judge. Do whatever. Uh, whatever profit you get, keep it in the bank because we're putting it on next week because we're very confident that I'm Thunderstruck. Either we think he wins, let alone gets in the top three. So, but apart from that, Nick, 
That brings a close to the season premiere of season four of the Quaddy Potty. Anything to say to the punters before we go off? Nothing from me. Um, thanks for listening. Just make sure if you're listening on SoundCloud or Spotify, you give us a follow and then subscribe if you're on Apple, Google or Amazon podcast. And above all else, just tell your friends about us. Let us know. Help us grow. Um, and then we can bring some more better things for you guys, more content, more everything. Give us ideas, whatever you want to see. We'll, we'll do our best. Um, feedback's exactly what we want. Good, bad, whatever it is, um, we're happy. So. 100%. We're growing every day. 2023 is the year of the mock. We have claimed it. It's going to be a big year for the mocks. Make sure to head to www.themocksports.com.au for all mock sports content as well. But until next week, gamble responsibly. We'll see you then. Ciao, ciao.